Hello and welcome to Start the Beat with Sykes. I am Sykes and this is my podcast. Now before we get started, I just wanted to take a quick moment to thank everyone who checked out last week's episode with John Ahn from Ed Hockley. If you're one of the people who checked out that, 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 that episode, stutter stutter much, Jesus Christ. If you're one of the people who listen to that, I hope you enjoyed the conversation, and thanks so much for coming back. But for those of you out there who are new to the show, welcome. Please feel free to make yourselves at home, and as always, there's beer and soda in the fridge. Now today, my friend Tim is on the show, and for those of you who don't know Tim, Tim is an avid hip-hop fan, uh, a fan of pop culture, you know, like comics and movies and anime toys nerdy shit like you know the same fucking people 90s kids i think every if you're a 90s kid and you don't have like a pop culture nostalgia issue you're not normal that's that's something i believe but anyways tim's on the show today and the other interesting thing about him is that he's also a school teacher he teaches uh i think he said second grade and we talk about it in the conversation. And uh, yeah, you know, it was a really interesting talk um, because everybody that I talk to, you know, typically they're people in bands or people involved in the arts and creative things. And uh, a school teacher is just something different. And he's a really good dude. It's a really cool talk. It's a long talk. So I will warn you about that if you haven't already seen the time marker. This conversation is almost uh, two hours long and I didn't fucking edit it because I think the whole thing's good and it's different. So, hey, you know, if you like it, you'll listen to it. If you get bored, you'll turn it off. It doesn't matter. So, yeah, that's enough of an intro. And, yeah, sit back, relax, and let's start the motherfucking beat! Hey man, let's talk about some shit. I don't. That's kind of rare now with the world in general. Nobody you know? likes to talk. Nobody likes to talk to anybody because other people are scared. That and you know they don't They're have intimidated. They don't have that that extra minute or two to like form their sentence perfectly as if like they would True. on online or True. something like that. True. Like that. Like the internet is like single handedly taken away. Well, not single handedly, but it's really taken away a lot of like. A lot of communication skills with people, especially from what I notice, because I'll be outside and talk to people like I talk to you, but they act weird. Like I'm impeding. Like am I impeding yeah. when I'm trying to be friendly? Is that no? It's. I think it's just. <laughs> is that I weird? think what you're seeing is people's genuine discomfort with actual interaction. Because yeah. I notice that there's people that are like my online friends that yeah you know i fuck with heavy online like we're Absolutely. always liking each other's shit and commenting on people's <laughs> stuff and it's like we have this really strong we got online relationship we're and then we see each other in public and it's like a stranger it's a completely yeah. different person same same thing so like, fucking weird i just saw two people yesterday that i uh usually i more typically know them from being online and when i see them in person it's cool but i saw them yesterday and it was the weirdest exchange I've ever had because <laughs> I'm talking to them like, hey, what's good? Hey, what's good, bro? Hey. And they're looking at me like, yeah, mm-hmm. 
I'm like, am I weird or are you just acting awkward? Because you're I don't get I don't get how none I don't understand how any of society works currently. I think you how understand it, it. I understand that. You I understand like yours the denial about it. That's <laughs> yeah. what it is. I don't like that I understand it. Yeah, it's really, really fucked up. I I don't know. The way internet has taken away yeah. this it's like at first it gave us all of these additional options yeah. for being social. I think it was I w I missed that time frame when the internet was a thing but it wasn't so accessible. Like yeah. having it in your pocket yep. all the time. Yep. Like you think I mean, think about it like you just said, social networking wasn't really started for that. It was just kinda like a I, as far as I know, it seemed like it was just something cool that kids would do, you know, just to talk to each other, meet pen pals, yeah. stuff like that. But now it's it's completely done a backflip on us because it's what is it used for primarily? It's advertising, 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 advertising. Yeah, people don't even Instagram is a whole app dedicated to advertising. You something else? Yeah. Why is Coke so genius for putting the shit on their on their cans? Because everybody's got to take a picture and put it on Instagram. Free advertising for millions. But it's it sucks because now everywhere you go, nothing really seems. I don't know. It doesn't seem cool like the internet used to be. It didn't seem like it was some cool shit. Like you're on YouTube <laughs> watching um, Unforgivable for the first time, and you're like, "Oh my, this is the funniest shit ever." I gotta show my, <laughs> I gotta show my homie. Yeah. Meanwhile, today, that dude is texting you. Five other people are texting you the same video, and you're like, "Oh well, it was cool once, but now it's kind of ruined." Like all these phrases, what? Turn <sighs> on fleek. Another SMH moment. <laughs> like all these, like all these terms are just getting ruined. They're getting hoed out, man. Remember hyphy? Yeah, dude, hyphy <laughs> was hyphy was the shit. I, like I remember watching the E40 video with Keith the Sneak, and these dudes got these tall tees and their dreads, and they're just swinging their head back and forth. No one's in the car; they're all on top of it. I was like, "Yo, this is what hyphy is." I'm moving to the bay right now, but now where is it? I, I don't know. Oh. Praise to the most high base God. <laughs> Bring some blessings. I need at least five or six women right now. He'll give it to me. Yeah, as definitely. Long as he knows I shouted them out. Definitely. Yeah. So Sorry. we're talking now. Don't apologize <laughs> for anything ever. Sorry, that was a tangent. My fault. <laughs> the uh, we could start with hip hop Ooh. and you. I mean, that's I don't want. I know. That's a strong subject. <laughs> I mean, that's we'll just point. tread lightly on it. You know. Okay. So. Is we could say hip hop's Damn. like your maybe your favorite style of music. It is maybe your favorite is. thing in general. It's I don't know. Very fair to say that. Extraordinarily fair to say. Where that. did uh, hip hop come into your life? Man, hip hop has been a part of my life always. That's a cliche answer, but ever since I was a kid, I can remember just the first tape I ever had was "Parents Just Don't Understand." <laughs> Fresh Prince, Jazzy Jeff. Yeah. And that was right before he had the show. And then when he got the show, it showed me the whole culture pretty much. And I was like, man, Where'd I you just grow up? sucked this stuff up. I'm actually from uh, Meadville, PA. Do you know where that is? Like Allegheny okay. College, Northwest. That's I, All Northwest. I know about Meadville, I think that's where Voodoo is. <laughs> it's oh yeah the brewery i thought you meant yeah. like voodoo like people like cutting heads off no, of chickens and no, spraying blood no, on me no the beer no no i yeah i've heard of the beer <laughs> and i think it is actually i think it is actually the place all of that. voodoo <laughs> yeah. is from meadville i was gonna say nah man i think that was started a long time ago in a very far different place but but yeah man it's just 
and then my dad has always lived in Pittsburgh, so I've always been back and forth most of my life. And then, you know, I just, it's just something that okay. I always thought was so, so, so cool. Like, I just, Fresh Prince, he's really wanted. Okay, so like, the hip-hop culture in Meadville. There is none. Yeah. Okay, but maybe exist. you would maybe come to the come to Pittsburgh every once in a while. So yeah. it's kind of like this, like you see the big city on the weekends, and you're all like, "Whoa!" Yeah. Like that's exactly taking things in. Yeah, that's exactly what it was because I have family down here, and then when I would go back up there, you know, I'd be the only kid in the town almost. First of all, that's a minority outside of my family members. Sure. And you know, I'd be the only kid in there in that school wearing, you know, a throwback Iverson jersey with a two-tone do-rag and a headband on with my shorts that are almost down to my ankles. And I would get clowned for it, but I didn't care because I was like, yo, this is what I like. I yeah. got my braids. I get, when people don't understand that, you always are taking a risk, yeah. but you have to do that because if that's what you are, it's what you like. You got to it, do it. It's more more than the parents just don't understand. Yeah. It's the people don't understand. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> if I couldn't have said it better myself. Will Smith is quoting you on that. Yeah. That's how good that is. <laughs> but yeah, man, hip hop just ever since that, it's just been how long Michael were you Jackson in dangerous. Oh my god, that shit's crazy. Um I lived in Meadville all the way up until I, I we moved to Pittsburgh. We moved back to Meadville in 1999. We had some family problems. We came we moved sure. back up there to help and then um I left there in 2006 when I graduated high school. Okay. And uh came to Pittsburgh, went to school and everything like that. So, um, but that's really just what happened. I just, I've been back and forth so much that I don't even, I can't even remember all the times that I moved I here like and there, here and there. The, there was this period of time in my life after I graduated high school up until maybe four years ago when yeah. I moved every year. I probably moved every year for a good seven or eight years in a row. It's a lot, but it's common yeah. for people to go through that. Yeah, army, just, army people, army brats, is that what they call them? <laughs> like, why do they call them brats? I don't know, but... I don't know. But how did that make you, like... It was just, like, you know, like, uh, moving, living by myself to, like, oh, my roommate needs somebody, I can get cheaper rent, word, then you get a girlfriend, you think it's a good idea to move in with her, and then that's a really bad idea, yeah, so yeah, then you yeah. move out, and yeah, then you're living with idea. some other dudes, and then the dudes you're living with all want to move, and, like, you don't want to stay there, so then you move with them, and then those dudes get lame, so then you move in with some other dudes, <laughs> it's just, like, it's just a process, like, a, yeah. I don't know, I would never move in, first of all, this girl might be spectacular if I <laughs> that, that I mean, I, it was so weird. I was dating this girl for maybe like close to a year, year and a half, maybe it felt like. That's a good amount of time. And then we lived with each other for a month and I was over it. That's because you changes got, things, right? Because you get all the quirks now. Yeah. You don't get to take a break. It's there in front of you. Like, like she's oh, sitting up there in her pajamas and shit up here. Like you just got home from work and she's over here farting and eating all the Doritos. And you're like, that hey, that's been what cool. you do? Oh, that would have been cool. <laughs> Oh, well, uh, yeah, right. My particular situation was more of a thing that like I couldn't do my shit that I would normally do when she wasn't around because yeah. she was just always trying to like fucking chill. Oh, she just wanted to be like, oh, just stay here. And yeah, that kind of bullshit. Just stay here and relax. Yeah. See, I, that, that, like that's, I, I'm like, cool with that like, I mean, it's hard if you're like trying to like make beats and do cool shit and it's just oh, like you're yeah. fucking with my creativity. Yeah, you're right. It's not you're like right. I'm just like, sorry, I want to go out with the dudes. It's See, like, no, I'm trying else. to be in here 
like yeah. working on this thing. I'll chill in a little bit. Like if you just give that me a couple good. hours, you know, we could sit around and watch Gilmore <laughs> Girls later. It ain't going nowhere. <laughs> I thought you were gonna say Golden Girls. I was about to really laugh. At you. <laughs> but shout out to Blanche. Yeah. Anyways, <laughs> anyways. All right. So, um, what did you end up going to school for when you graduated? When I graduated, I went to school for physical therapy, and some that's an awkward. BS. Yeah, yeah. Some some BS happened where they didn't offer the program the year that I enrolled for it, so I had to go for something else. I, so I figured, what else do I kind of like? I like working with kids because they're they're easy for me to talk to. They connect with me for some reason. Do you have like little brothers or sisters, anything like that? I do. I have a I have a younger brother. He's um, his name is Jaden. He's eight years old now going into second oh, grade. Oh, holy shit. Yeah, he's a, he's a fucking genius. Word. Like, I, I'm not even going to get into it, but some of the stuff that he does and says is amazing. He can hand, he can use a computer fully functional almost, and he's eight years old. He goes yeah. on, he goes on to YouTube, types things I in and shows me. I find that's something it's that's going to be a lot more normal. Yeah, I guess you know, right. I, It's yeah. kind of weird. Our, our generation, I'm a couple years older than you. But our generation mm -hmm. of people were like one of the last uh, groups of people to kind of almost go through our entire like s school experience without the internet, like yeah. on phones and things yeah. like that. Like and social media a being a thing. Yeah. Like maybe like when you were like like a senior in that <laughs> area, I'm sure like Facebook and things were starting to get more integrated. Right around yeah. like you said, 2006 you graduated. Yeah. Yeah. So that's it. Still wasn't as bad, like as integrated as it is now. But that's when it was like really picking up. Yeah, like, it, you know, there was a point in time where it would be weird to see people with, like, cell phones. Yeah. Because I had a cell phone, and people were like, oh, man, man, you must be spoiled. You got a cell phone? I'm like, nah, my mom just wants to keep track, make sure I'm not acting wild out here, because I was. But <laughs> but anyways, you know, now everybody has one. You can't leave without it. Yeah. It's weird. Yeah. It's strange. And, and uh, little kids have phones nicer than me like yeah man eight-year-olds with iphones and shit yeah where i work i see kids on their phone all the time i'm like you're nine years old who are you texting <laughs> i know your dad ain't sending you funny memes so why are you sitting here why are yeah. you sitting here texting in front of it's a it's a it's a bummer that the uh i wonder if kids still do the folded up note pass it in the hallway shit they don't fuck that's a goddamn they travesty don't shout out to one of my friends too he has a box full of his old notes from high school damn from all his girlfriends is it weird yeah but nostalgic yeah i like it yeah i i think that i wish i would have kept them because i'm surprised now like now people don't have that that feeling of walking up or you know being yeah. sneaky and sliding the note past the teacher in the hallway just you know uh, like you're dude like you're dealing drugs or something you're real like, talk that? dude i was how crazy was it in eighth grade i was like i had a girlfriend but I also had like some other girls kind of talking to, and I wrote them both notes, and I gave the wrong girl the wrong note one day. <laughs> How'd that turn out? Oh, bad. Who is Becky? Bad. Uh, but it's like looking back, it's one of the funniest. Experiences. I can't believe you, Brian. <laughs> All these years. <laughs> All these weeks. My dad's gonna kill you. <laughs> oh shit! All right, so you were in school. You decided you like doing stuff with kids and then you went into that sounded, that sounded bad you, you you liked working with there's no way just don't yeah, fucking. i know but <laughs> teachers are on eggshells right now on this planet man i feel you especially in the news i feel you but i'm sorry anyways actually i read a um a really interesting article recently by a teacher who wrote an article anonymously mm -hmm. about 
how hard it is to be a teacher now because you can't like challenge students yep. and how uh, yep. sensitivity and is a real big thing and it's excuse me uh, it's com like any time that you've been in school like you said you're only a couple of years older than me the times that we've been in school teachers had control yeah like they had all the means to control not just to sit down and put their thumb on top of you and say do this do this do this but they had control because they had support from either your family or they had support from other people in the community or your grades and you you were concerned about it or you played a sport and you had bad grades you couldn't do but now you don't have that ability and they don't parents don't instill values into their kids now because they see them as pets almost which is weird unless you're in a suburban school where it's nice they can afford yeah to have you you know they can afford all these luxuries where you have extra staff extra things and better books technology but when you don't have those things what are you working with you're working with low income inner city almost uneducated for maybe a generation or two generations god knows maybe three four or five yeah and it trickles down and spills over and then who's the one who's responsible to make sure that this person is successful it's the teacher and that's not it's really not fair when a teacher is responsible for 20 to 30 students in a room all of them different all of them learn different ways all of them know different things all of them have different outside circumstances you have to culminate all those things in your mind and direct one general teaching one general piece of knowledge at all of them at once yeah and so they all can understand it and it's it's truly an art form and you have to do all that while maintaining order in the classroom keeping your composure talking so they can hear you making sure that they're working circulating you know it's it's not what people think where you just go in and you're like all right um you over here two plus two draw a picture um go play with those blocks it's not like that it's it's, it's hard it's hard yeah. work it's constant mental stimulation on your part because the minute you let up or you you stop focusing on what's going on in the room that's when somebody gets hurt that's when you know somebody starts failing slips through the cracks oh, no, so no. you know they're in eighth grade can't read it's just it's too much responsibility on people to have to to handle so much in one and that's just one room you know but people need to understand that you 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 have to help them outside of there because how many days a week is your kid in school five how many hours are they in school eight that's a full-time job they're have a full-time job you're training them to work in a full-time job for the rest of their life that's why it kind of stinks and that's why you lose all these arts and things and all these extracurricular activities that they need to the things that make people interesting exactly they're losing all the things that make them individuals so you have reading and math all day yeah kids are becoming numbers and yeah. statistics for yeah. a bigger picture of how well a state is doing or a borough or whatever you're, you're miniature mannequins yeah and you got to think too that being said who's the one in charge of them for those 40 hours a week and like I do, I work an extended school year. So I see these kids 225 days out of the year. There's 365 in the year. I see them every day. I've been with the same group of kids for two years. And there's been, I did the numbers. It's either 70 to 75 days that I haven't seen them. 
out of two years, that's a lot. So am I the parent or who's a parent? It's not my responsibility to be the parent. I'm supposed to teach you stuff. But I feel like that. Teachers feel like that because the people outside it's like, that's the teacher's responsibility. Why would I read to them? Why would I teach them this at home? Why would I? Why would I? Why would I? Why would it? You need to because when they turn 16 and they messing your stuff up, you know, then you I don't know where I went wrong. I do. Yeah, I think that it's, you know, it's really hard, you know, you in order to really achieve anything, you want to try to give it as close to 100% as you possibly can. Yeah. But how can you give anything 100% if you're dividing everything that you have amongst, you know, 100 different things? Exactly. It's like you're giving exactly. all of it 1%. Exactly. And it's like, fuck. Exactly. It's, it's, it's mind-numbing, too. Yeah. And it gets discouraging. But you really, you, you're overworked, you're underpaid. But the gratification that you're doing something in the community should be enough for you. If it's not, you get burnt out. I'm, I enjoy teaching the kids, but at the same time, other people, you know, after a year or two, man, you can only do so much. You can, you can only yell at people so long. Yeah. You can only try to control, you know, these established habits that they've had since they've been born. You can only control those so long in a room when they have attention deficit disorder which i believe is made up or they have you know or they have some some type of issue stimulation issue where they can't control themselves i don't know so we should well i mean i'll probably announce it in the beginning but you right, are a school right, teacher right, right. <laughs> I, do, I, I dabble in the art of teaching um and that's something that eventually you got into through college that's yeah. the path that you yeah. ended up taking mm-hmm it's is what I did. I started doing that in college because, uh, like I said, I connected with kids, but at the same time, I wanted to be involved in the community. Like I've always done volunteer things. I've done volunteer work in schools. I've done all this these things to make sure that I'm out here being a positive influence, because of the fact that they don't always have kids, yourself, anybody. Nobody always has that opportunity to have somebody that they can look at and say, you know what, this is kind of the person that I want to model myself after. Do I want to be exactly like them? Probably not. No. Sure. But they seem like they're on the right track. This is what I want to do. And I can honestly confidently say that, that when I see the kids, they think that about me. So it's a lot of responsibility, too. But you have to understand, adults are so self-centered that they don't see it that way. So when you see a kid, you're like, oh, that little bastard. Hey, man, you know what? That kid is looking at you a completely different way than you are. They look at you, you know, you you might look crazy. But if you talk to them, let them know what kind of person you are, they'll probably love you forever. Yeah. You know? When you're a child, your your impact as an adult or a person lasts a long, long time. Kids, they're just yourself. There has to be many, many times that you can at least count at the minimum on one hand that you remember as a kid of an adult saying something positive to you that's made you oh, sure. inspired or said something negative to you that's completely made you feel yeah. bad about yourself so the things that you do around your your kids or other kids you have to be careful because you never know what's going to last with them forever and what's not it's you know nobody this even like trickles into kind of that thing we were talking about earlier i don't know if it made it on tape or not but uh with uh <laughs> how people have a hard time socializing with each other now mm-hmm. and what i'm coming to find is like even if somebody seems super standoffish if you just talk to them and express it like you're cool, most of the time people just want like somebody to be cool to them, and you can yeah. be cool with each other. And 
exactly. break the ice real easily. You just kind of need to be willing to break that ice because not everybody's willing to do it. Exactly. Especially like a child. Exactly. They they don't have social skills. Yeah. And That's what they learn. You don't teach them that, then what do they... Exactly. They don't know how to interact with other people. So, you know, that's how f they start fighting each other. That's how they get mad. That's how people... You know, the because if you're not showing them the social skills, where are they getting it from? Like the bullshit exactly. that they're watching on YouTube exactly. or whatever. That's why you can't just stand in front of them and present them information, information, information. They're a freaking kid, man. Let them be a kid. They need to be outside playing at least a little bit. I mean, damn. Yeah. Who? What adult likes to be stuck in their job for eight hours a day? They don't get their lunch break. They're complaining. They're talking to the boss. They're complaining. Yeah. You want your half hour. Let the kids have a half hour. Yeah, there's like... You want your art time. You need you need gym. You need exercise. You need all this stuff. Yeah. They don't have that anymore. It's People crazy. People are taking because of, of money. When it comes down to it, what is education for? To better the future and it's for the kids. But we've shifted from that to monetary gain. How can we move up in the world? Which is funny because now you're counterproductive. You're moving down in the oh, world. Oh, yeah. Because you're taking away those extracurricular things that help kids learn things like think problems, outside of yeah, the box, problem solving skills, exactly. outside of a fucking math problem, yeah, how to deal yeah. with like a stressful exactly. situation, like exactly. oh shit, this kid's gonna hit me with this dodgeball. Um, <laughs> like, I guess I'll just I gotta figure this out. Like you know, it's maybe if I get behind the bigger kid, I won't get hit. <laughs> you know, like <laughs> using your resources. Yeah, bigger, heftier kids are good blockades for dodgeball. <laughs> I've learned that myself, I'm not going to lie. I was kind of that kid that hit people in the face on purpose. I feel bad. Sorry to all of you. <laughs> I know you still harbor feelings about it, but hey, it felt good at the time I had to. As soon as the gym teacher said, no hitting in the face. Oh, yeah. I picked out Nobody one, two, probably even people. thought of it. Yeah, I picked out three people I was going to hit in the face by accident. Quote, unquote. That's another thing, too, is like little kids are going to be assholes. Yep. No matter what. That's what they do. But you need to like know how to deal with that shit because if you ignore exactly. it and don't acknowledge it your kids being an asshole your kids gonna be an extra asshole yep and i see some like man. super asshole kids running around downtown all the time but where's the parent oh over here on the phone chilling yeah but they let them run around you know that's that's but that's the type of thing that you're dealing with because outside it's no big deal you brush it off walk by go do what you do but when that kid is put in a room with 20 other kids and they don't have social skills and they don't have rules or guidelines or any type of standards from the parent. There's anarchy in there. Because the kid's like, oh, this kid's, he just touched my desk. I'm going to slap him in the mouth. This kid is, he gets F, so I don't care. I'm going to get F's too. It doesn't matter. You have to. People are just crazy, man. I don't know. The world is crazy. You, they need to think outside of the box of how you approach the system too. Because the system was developed in industrial revolution age where you had workers people who could afford to go to college those were the two extremes yeah now everyone goes to college less than the value of college degrees and now people don't know what else to do because they can't afford to go any higher than that you know there's yeah it's it's amazing how many people i know that have no idea what they want to do yeah and they're like what and they're mid to late 20s ask them me myself i'm like that and i'm in my late 20s too i'm 27 i'm in here but you're doing something i'm trying but that's because i've been taught that way to if there's something that you're not comfortable with or it's not going the right direction then take a different one find some find your lane 
but you don't have people to give you those options. Who did you have that told you all the options or the things that you could be when you finished school? I crickets. Have, crickets. Yeah. Nothing. <laughs> Who, I didn't go to college. Any, it, you, you don't have any guidance. Yeah. And you're supposed to be able to decide what you want to do the rest of your life when you turn 17. Uh, you're still new. Yeah. You, you'll probably live to 60 at minimum. You're supposed to decide what you want to do the rest of your life from that point through the rest of it. Keeping in mind, not keeping, I'm sorry, excuse me, not keeping in mind that you do change and you turn into a different person oh, yeah, almost every year. Yeah, that like period between 17 and 21 is the most dramatic life change. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's, it's so much is going on. And it's so funny where, and I don't know if schools still like this, but it's like super, super chill that all of a sudden it's like one serious? day you're in 11th grade and it's like, you so like, what that. are you doing? Like, what? Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, I. Right, wait, this is over. It ends. Yeah, I mean, some people have it figured out, but like the the average person just doesn't know. Yeah, I mean, I'm not gonna lie. I'm an average person, and that's kind of what I did. I got to 11th grade. I didn't start looking at colleges until 11th grade. Yeah. You know, I had looked at them for other reasons, or I had heard them for other reasons, the sports and other things like that. But at the same time. It wasn't something where I was like, oh, man, I'm serious what? about it. I wasn't serious about it. What What were your parents What were your parents into? What are they into? Like, what, like, they what, what were they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. My mom, my mom, she's, she's kind of a mystery to me. Okay. I do know what she does, but I don't know how she started doing it. I think she went to school for a very brief period after she was a manager at, at Walmart or some goofiness sure. like that. But she's recently... Moved way up the ladder after a lot of years of work. She just turned 50. Happy birthday, Mom. Love you. Shout out. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> but she just turned 50, and she just got a promotion as a data analyst for uh, UPMC. My okay. dad, he, congrats to him, too. He just graduated, got his bachelor's for what he's been going for for 15 years. He was a registered nurse. Now he can run a unit. So, And he worked himself up from the mailroom in UPMC in 1989, 1990. Okay. All the way up to where he is now, it just straight grit. So work. yeah, just working parents. Yeah, I assume they instilled like good values in you. Hard work pays off. That's yeah. what I've always been taught. I did know. not have that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it does so, for some people. Yeah, Sometimes no, it's it's it's, it's, it's blood, interesting. But. You know, like you had um, uh, siblings. Yeah. Parents that worked. Were your parents together or not? No, there's definitely definitely separated because okay. I have one here, one up in Meadville with me. Okay. So I mean, my grand we lived in my grand we we were kind of poor too, so we lived in my granddad's house when we lived up there, and uh, he almost acted as if he wasn't a dad. He was a, definitely a grandpa, but he taught me a lot of valuable a lot of valuable sure. things how to carry yourself out in the world as a as a man like you don't have to react to everything yeah. you don't have to you don't have to be like everybody else you can do different things and still be impactful in your your areas you know it was it was it was nice to meet him like like and know him for so long but i mean you know rest in peace no doubt <laughs> no doubt world war ii vet no shit yeah he's the man sniper i have still got his tags <laughs> My uncle's probably mad somewhere. He has a shrine to him. Like, when he died, he has, like, a shrine of all his war stuff. And I, I snuck the dog tags. I had, have, <laughs> I had to have the dog tags. So somewhere his shrine has, like, a little pillow with two dog tag indents in it that's missing. And he's staring at it, looking at it with was two it tears like the in fucking, his eyes. Uh, I needed 
I like mean, in the fucking Raiders of the Lost Ark, you had to like replace it with a <laughs> yeah, little bag yeah. and then run out. Yep, I had to do that. <laughs> I had to, but I mean, World War Two, like, and it was from him, and he was a sniper, like a decorated sniper. I need, I needed something to look at, and be like, yo, this is this is grand, like, this is what Grandpa did. No doubt. But I just come from my whole family background, man. Just hardworking people. Like all you can do is work hard. Keep your head up. Excuse me. Oh, no. <laughs> <Whoa>. <laughs> Gross. Sorry, man. Sorry, my fault. It's all that, it's all that naked juice. <laughs> but anyways, yeah, man, they're just hardworking people. Um, they all moved up. I'm trying to do the same thing. I'm trying to switch, switch lanes, see what we can do. That's like a definitely not so much of a common thing in yeah. people our age, at least in the people I know. Maybe that's because I hang out with Riff Raff. Right. Well, I don't me know. too. Well, me too. And, uh, some of the same but it's kind of interesting because we're entering this generation of kids in school because, yeah. you know, we have some friends that have had kids now. Yep. And Maybe it's kind of weird, but... And, yeah. like, that uh, level of responsibility and morals and family values is starting to degrade Yeah. with each generation. Yep. And it's I'm curious how that's gonna come up in the children, because also too it's gonna happen in teachers because old teachers are gonna retire and then the younger teachers are gonna be people from that same generation gap yeah. that don't have that same sense of like hard work. It's it's about to get hectic, man. It's about to get hectic because all the good teachers are being put in better, highly more qualified, more money having places, and then you have people who really just need people being put into you know the inner city public school system yeah. which inner city public school system is the majority of what makes up the united states education system because sure. of how many people are in that one particular area like just in just in pittsburgh 27 percent of 27 percent of the um i believe high school and somebody will probably fact check me on this i'm sure because they always do but 27 percent of the public school system is uh, from high school is inner city black black youth okay. but they're the ones who have the most problems they have the most issues you know you have these knucklehead things like Pittsburgh Promise that were meant to uplift these people and get them into school but there's an article city paper last week about how they're not receiving it and they're they're using that as a supplement to higher paid nicer school districts so people are getting above a certain grade point level and they're getting their school paid for for free. Huh. And it was meant to do that for inner city kids. So this is the type of battles that are happening with the it's future kind of, of education like a... and people because now, you know, the system doesn't care about you. Just if you're a broke person, not even color, color doesn't matter. Just if you're a broke person, the system doesn't care about you. Nobody else really cares to help you. So what are you supposed to do? You're supposed to have and you have no, keep it barring that you may or may not have good influences in your life, you're supposed to pick your own self up out of the quagmire that you're in and rise up above and go get yourself educated yeah. and become successful to and have a family. To become one of those people that you hate. Yeah, it's not, you can't do that. You can't do that. It's hard. Yeah. People like that are the ones who get stories written about them. People who do that are people that you hear about on the news and TV. Yeah. You don't hear about everyday people on those things when they do that, you know? So, like you said, it's going to be interesting to see because we but don't that, have that that value. But you know what? That's also a problem. That how, like, being raised by 
media or by pop culture mm -hmm. and seeing things thinking like oh like this is something that sounds like a, a goddamn Hollywood movie <laughs> so this could never happen to me and it's kind of like really easy to yep. doubt yourself now yeah because you know you spend how much of your day watching Ooh. fucking you know top 10 on BET you opened up and oh, dumb shit. God, you opened up something that drives a stake through my heart when I talk to people, even just people my age too. Motherfuckers do not understand the fact that you are supposed to be confident in yourself exactly. and have high self-esteem. Yeah, I can't tell you how many times people call me cocky, arrogant, this and that because that's just how I carry myself and how I speak to them. Because I'm not nervous, I'm not scared, I don't care. What, I'm, not, I'm supposed to feel bad? I'm supposed to be walking around like, yeah, I'm a cool guy, but all the time? No. None of, how would I ever be successful if I don't think that I can do those yeah. things, you know? Like, you know, this is a bad example because everyone always catches feelings with when I bring this example up. But just, I mean, look at people like Kanye West, man. This dude, sure. This dude, he might be a dickhead to people. You might not like him. But no matter what he's doing, out of all the people that you would listen to, He's the one that's going to tell you that you can do it. Like, be you can get your butt out of here and do whatever you want to do. The sky's the limit. You just have to believe in yourself. Forget yeah, what everybody else thinks. People without limbs in the Olympics. Exactly. <laughs> How many more examples do you need? Yeah. You, you have to be able to believe in yourself. And people are just raised or they come up in a way that they always have this little tiny doubt in the back of their head where they can't succeed. And then they take that out on people who are confident. And another thing, too, is that a lot of people have such a... They're so worried about what other people think of them. Yeah. So perception. it's like, you know, I mean, I could t say this from personal experience. You're going to come across people that have no yep. faith in what you do. Exactly. They don't give a shit about what you do. They don't think you could do it. But fuck them. Like, What's funny if, about them is they care more about... They're just a fan. Because they don't look in the same mirror that you look in. Yeah. You know? It's so... I don't care. It's like... I don't know. I've gotten relatively more selfish in my older years just from the perspective of, like, I'm going to do what I want to do and I don't care if anybody likes it but, or not. But let me pose this question. Is that selfish? I don't because think it is. Because is anybody going to be taking care of you? No. Is anybody holding your hand, walking you down the street, no. doing your, your responsibilities? No. Nobody's doing that. So what is so wrong about you wanting something for yourself? Especially when you're somebody that works hard and you do, I you pay your dues. There's just the, that that part of me that I think that I was like growing up in this generation where you feel like a part of you that still feels like maybe I should feel bad about this. Yeah, but I don't. Because when you but for a long yeah. time I did. When you when you take the time to like stop and think critically about what you're really thinking about yourself, you realize that you're not doing anything except damaging yourself. When you say oh, you yeah. can't, you can't, you can't. Now, realistically, there are times where you'll try things and try things and they'll fail, and you're, maybe you're not meant to do that. But that's where your self-esteem and confidence comes in, where you're like, you know what, this really isn't for me. I tried, but it didn't work. That's the difference between confidence, high self-esteem, and just being somebody who's a cocky, arrogant jackass who just walks around saying, I can do that, I can do that, I can do that, when they can't do anything. Yeah, I, The loudest, like, 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 the emptiest drum makes the most noise. And you also, like... A thing that you need to, I think we should talk about is expectations. Yeah. And having, like, you could be, like, incredibly confident, but you also don't want to, like, mix that with 
like unrealistic expectations. Oh, Because yeah, then that's like a, a bad cocktail. Don't be ridiculous. Yeah. You're going to just completely deject yourself. Yeah. You're going to swat your own shit off the boards. Get that shit out of here. You know, you're going to be hurt. You're going to be mad. You can have lofty goals, but you have to have lofty steps to get there. Your reasonable steps to get there, excuse me. Like that's the that's the problem. Is I want to be the next American Idol singer. I want to be this. I want to be that. Cool. But what are you going to do to get there? Because YouTube sensations don't happen that often. Yeah, they're, they're common. I mean, there's a new one every week, but how many people are on YouTube? And how many people are going to forget about you after that week? Yeah. And how many people are you going to rem- are going to remember you two years from now, three years from now, four, five, ten, twenty? Nobody, nobody, nobody. So you got to take the steps to get there. You can't just leap from one thing to the other just because you expected that you were going to get some magical thing drop into your lap. Your expectations have to be realistic. You know, your expectations are realistic because you know what you can and can't do. You think about yourself a certain way, right? Yeah. And so do I. So I know what I can do. I have high standards for myself and I get mad when I don't reach them because yeah, I definitely. know I know that I did something where I either half-assed it or I put it off or I just didn't put my 100% effort into it. I feel like sometimes I'm too hard on myself where yeah. like I can't even sit down and relax without feeling bad about it now. It's hard. You know, it's hard yeah. to just like go out and chill with some homies on the weekends. It's like, you know, I could be working on this or working on that but it's like <laughs> yeah. you were working on shit all week yeah but it's like well but you, you always have that i always want to be that's how you know that doing you're, something you're but you have a good outlook even though you're hard on yourself you can't take that as complete negativity because you always want to keep progressing and doing better yeah you want more 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 not in but a selfish it's, way it's you bad just be also though because i find myself rarely being satisfied yeah, you know that, what I mean? that I definitely identify with. And if you do, it's very, very, very short-lived. Yeah. You might have a day where you're like, all right, cool, everything's great. Yeah, day, every like, once right. in a while I get that moment when it's like, oh, word, like I, I did all this stuff, cool. I can chill. Yeah. Next day you're like, all right, well, let's get back to work. Yeah. Let's let's make this let's make this pop over here. Let's. It's hard. It's hard. It's hard out here, man. Especially in a society where, like we were talking about earlier, with the internet. Everything is fast-paced. That's, that's just now. what I was thinking. Everything revolves so fast. Everything is right now, right yeah. now, right now, and nothing has any long-lasting effect or long value. You know, it's like I, I'll be like, I haven't put up a new song online in two weeks, mm-hmm. and I feel like I'm slacking. Like the world's gonna for two weeks. <laughs> but Maybe and, we don't put shit out for three years. But I mean, like two weeks. But it's, it's kind of true though. In a way, because yeah. it is like much as I put shit out there, yeah. I run into people all the time. Like sometimes I run into people be like, hey, checked out that song, cool. But I see just as many people that are like, oh, you're still doing stuff? That's and it's cool. like, wow. Yeah. It's like that out here? Yeah. I know how I am as a consumer of music, hip hop. Like, I mean, I understand it. Shit, sort, shit is so, like super short lived, man. Like this yeah. ASAP Rocky album came out, I was rocking with I was like, yo, this is crazy. It's so dope. I haven't listened to it in a week. And the other thing, too, is like, like, all right, well, where's well, the new stuff? Where I try to new? think about, as far as music, how I am as a consumer, you know? Yeah, I could hear yeah. something once or twice, be like, that album's fucking awesome. If I think about it, I'll tell people about it, but I'm not listening to it all the time. Yeah. So yeah. I need to understand that it's the same shit with other people when it comes to my stuff. 
They might exactly. listen to the song once and think it's cool. They might bring it up to somebody else, but I can't expect, you know, my group of people to be banging my shit all the time. I don't listen to stuff all the time, but See? still, like being the person, the creator. Yeah, it's like you're like, all right, why are you why are you spending my shit? Yeah, <laughs> but then it's like, fuck, I'm slipping. I must be doing something wrong. Oh, but yeah, it's wild. Like I. Oh, one of the people, oh, you're still doing stuff? Like, yeah, like, I got a band that, like, oh, you got a backing band now? Like, yeah, I've had one for three years. Oh, we. Like, oh. Wow. And they're like, these are people that, like, I fuck, going back to, like, fucking with online, like, people that I see, like, liking my statuses, and, like, we interact yeah, online. Yeah. It's like, I'm posting shit all the time. But then, like, Where's there's... Where's the shares at? Where's well, the there's this other thing, too, that's gets into, I had a conversation I don't even want to get into, but, like, <laughs> how Facebook suppresses certain posts from certain websites, and different demographics of people and things that I didn't even very realize real. that I did not even realize very fucking real educate me because I don't use mine that much and it's like but. if you like tag certain people in a post and say like you accidentally put like say like I tag everybody in my band yeah. in a post with the song like yeah like you know we all did this song together but say like one person in my band has a, a private Facebook account the only people that are going to be able to see that post ever are the people that are mutual friends with that person because oh, wow. they have a private Facebook account. And it's like, you don't think about that. And that's, it's like, Oh, wow. why that's did detrimental right there? Yeah. It's like, why is this song that I posted getting like two likes? And then I post something about like a fart and it has like 80. <laughs> uh, <laughs> see that, and then, that or, makes perfect sense. I had no idea that that's how that worked. There's a bunch of weird little shit like that monitoring i feel like that that's it's all like very manipulative especially if you're using facebook as a business i mean they want you to pay for the space yeah so yeah. you know i mean with my band my metal band we um say we could post like hey we're playing a show this weekend we have like 800 likes on our page or yeah. whatever it could be up for three days it'll be like 70 people saw this post it tells you that's but then we put up a music video and like we paid for a boost we threw like 20 bucks at it to run for a week it had like a hundred likes 5,000 plays like 14,000 views damn. like 14,000 people saw it 5,000 people damn. watched it 50 people shared it that's like that but that I mean so it's like you're but dollars but that's a but I mean for that but that's the thing is like you got to keep in mind that Facebook isn't free and it's like you're paying for advertising. It's business. The pr another problem with our generation is that everybody wants everything for free. Yeah. Yep. Everybody wants that quick. Give me my money now with the least amount yeah. of effort and work. And it's like if you think about it for... It just don't work. For... It's like, tw like 20 bucks as a business isn't a lot of money. Maybe as like an independent musician, it's a lot of money. But I feel like... I don't feel like I got ripped off for that. I mean, it's kind of, it bums me out. Yeah. I remember a time yeah. when I wouldn't have had to do that, but times are changing. It's it's not, the market is completely different, man. But there are, completely different. There are some cool things about it too. Like the reason why it gets that much activity is because if you sponsor an ad, mm -hmm. Facebook will repeatedly put it in people's feeds. Oh, like it'll show up. Oh, that's good. So that's probably the thing that's that sold good. me the most on it. It was that rather than me posting this every two hours, like a different post, it'll Facebook is up. it keeps repeating it, and you could like uh, really 
choose like a specific demographic. Like I want, it's like who likes heavy metal? It's like okay, I want it to just be. We'll just say just ma a, mostly a male audience. Yeah. You know, fifteen to thirty-five and twenty-five with twenty-five mile radius within Pittsburgh, and you could set it for like tags that they post about. Like if this somebody says like something about heavy metal or How? Pittsburgh metal, like you could pick all of these things, and then it will show up on their shit. Yeah. Dude, things are so crazy. Yeah. That's so crazy. Yeah. You know how many people, if I was an artist, man, like that, a musical artist, I'd be throwing money at that joint every payday. Because you got, I mean, if that's what you want, you got to get cool. It's hard, you know. It's, it's, it's like, a lot of effort, you know, especially you in the internet. It makes, the pool is so much, it's infinitely deeper than it was when you had to do footwork. Oh, yeah. For advertising. Yeah. I mean, and it's still really important to do footwork. Yeah and talk yeah. to people that's something that a lot of people slack on yeah you know but yeah. at the same time it's like well if i wouldn't have been talking to this person at the bar and told them that i've had a band for three years they wouldn't have known yeah but because <laughs> yeah. i brought it up and we talked about it now they know and maybe they'll check it out and you even don't know if they don't they, check it out maybe at least they know you don't know who they know or yeah maybe they'll walk by see you and be like yeah let's all go in here it's hard going back to that like uh confidence thing and arrogance yeah I always hated being the guy like, yeah, check out my stuff. Which but you if have you're not, sometimes. nobody will fucking know. That's and the it thing, took me forever to figure that out. Yeah, you can't sit and be scared, especially if it's something that's... You gotta have confidence in it. Yeah, if, you, if it's your art and people... If you're trying to press your art, your artistry or your craft to somebody, and you're not confident enough in it to go up to somebody and approach them to talk to them about it, or at least tell them about it, that doesn't say much about your art or your craft. Exactly. You know, uh... So much like, from a performing standpoint, seventy-five percent of it for me is: does the person look confident and give a shit about what they're doing yeah. when they're playing? Exactly. Exactly. It's like I might not fuck with this that much, but if you look like you're having a good time, you'll get my head bobbing. Probably if, almost guaranteed. If you, I, I can't remember where I heard this, and this is probably completely misquoted, completely misquoted. But I know some. I, I heard somewhere. Where an artist or somebody said, you know, it doesn't matter how many people are in the crowd. There could be one person in the crowd. If I'm there to perform, I'm going to perform that shit. Like, I want to perform it and make sure that they're feeling it. Yeah. I'm going to be up there and I'm going to do a full performance. Because that's what I'm up there for. That's how you... Why would I half-ass my own art that I yeah. put so much effort into? When I'm going up there performing, I'm going to perform it all the way through. Sometimes all it takes is getting the one right person. Yeah. to like your shit exactly. like you could get i've had it happen to me where there was like some girl at a show that really liked my stuff yeah. and she yeah. was like instagram famous kind of or whatever and she just posted a picture of me like check out this yeah. dude and then all of a sudden i had like an extra 100 followers Ooh, out of fucking nowhere wow that's a lot <laughs> just from that one person and there that's was maybe crazy. only like you know 20 or 30 people at the show Instagram and, and shit like that like really helps so you never know who that one who one person is all it takes is like even if it's on a smaller scale yeah, yeah. like one person really likes you and they tell their friends like even if their friends aren't there you might come back and then you have 10 fans out of nowhere plant the seed fuck the plant isn't that what they say <laughs> 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 I'm sorry I couldn't resist <laughs> but that I mean but that's so I mean you're you're smart for doing all those things too, like and like that's the that's the crazy part about it. People, I don't think I don't think a lot of people who aren't successful now understand how 
all that works. Yeah, I mean, it's taken. They do me one or the other. A long fucking time, man. Like I have been rapping since I was in high school. Yeah. And I mean, I'm turning thirty this year. Congrats! Happy birthday. Yeah. That's a and good step, man. It's like I'm just figuring this shit out now. So I kind of go out of my way to try to like make friends with people who I know that are in there like just getting started yeah, yeah. and try to tell them this shit because don't waste almost a decade on bullshit or yeah. being unconfident not getting yourself out there fucking with people that aren't yep. serious just because they're your homies yep stuff like wow that. is that <laughs> wow is that the quote of the century right yeah there? just because they're your homies you cannot always fuck with everybody no you can't you can't you, need you can't to, like it's people like, will drag you down even if like you're doing music for fun. Yeah. If you want to make it happen, you have to treat it like a business. And business can be fun. Because if you're able to take advantage of your business and essentially own your business or own your own brand, you can have fun with it. It's yep. going to be stressful, but fuck. You're on the top of your own little pyramid. I was going to say, this is yours. Exactly. So, yeah, it's stressful, but what isn't stressful if it's something you want yeah. you want it to pop off? And it's taken Nothing. me so fucking long to figure this out. So... But to each his own, man. Thirty ain't old. No, that's not at old. Nobody knows how old it I am. I mean, time. I tell. I, I mean, most of the time when I tell people how old I am, they're like, "Really?" I'm like, "Yeah." I'm I would 30. never get. I'm to be honest. I know you, and I never would have guessed. But to be a hundred percent honest, <laughs> I never would have said thirty. I thought you were younger than me. I would have been like twenty-five. Sure. Like I hit twenty-seven. I, get, like, I had an epiphany. I was like, "Oh shit, this is what life is." But, <laughs> but, thirty like that. I would have never pictured you for that, man. But I'm glad that you you got that on point because it's hard to figure and out. I try to figure things out like that. I uh, I had a conversation with a a friend of mine who produces and raps and stuff, yeah. and he was talking about how in high school we were just so focused on slacking off yeah. and not paying attention to things like you know like economics or those kind of bullshit things, classes. How things work. Yeah, yeah and. You know, we're just worried about writing verses or going out to, like, fucking do some graffiti after school yeah. and fucking around the yeah. bullshit. And it's like, now we've mastered this craft of creativity, but now we kind of have to go back to school and teach ourselves the business Crazy of all this stuff. Fit in the ass, man. Yeah. And it's like, well, okay, I've taken, I have, like, yeah. a decade of, like, working on beats, and I know how to, like, do this stuff, and I could perform really well, but when it comes to business, I don't have another 10 years to figure this out. Yeah. I gotta cram this shit in. You need business for dummies book. Yeah. But, but that's what it is. You, the behind the scenes process is the most important one, because what you get presented with is all because of the behind the scenes work. Uh-huh. Right? Isn't that what the finished product is? It's hard. All the behind the scenes stuff put together into one package. So, and it's hard to do that. And, like, people don't see it. You know, people don't understand how much work goes into yeah. a three minute song yeah i i can't even say that i really do i've seen songs be made but i still don't understand the effort because hearing something in your head and then transposing it into like a physical man well not physical technically a physical manifestation yeah. into sound yeah it's that's not easy that's hard how many people can just walk up and just start saying some rhymey shit into a microphone and people are like, hey man, that's popping. Nobody. Nobody can do... <laughs> nobody started off that way. You have to learn that. Yeah. Would be, like, can I ask you a question? Yeah. Can I ask you how you got into rapping? Sure. Because I'm interested in that. <laughs> it was kind of a thing um, in 
grade school, I was really into Mortal Kombat. Yeah. Um, then finish it. I had a <laughs> I had a homie in class who was into drawing, and he was drawing Mortal Kombat characters one day, and I was like, oh yeah. shit, this is fucking dope! Like I want to draw Mortal Kombat characters. Yeah. So he like taught me how to like draw like this shit that he was drawing. I got into drawing, and then I started drawing for a couple years, and then. I would take the bus in the town every day yeah. and I would see like graffiti. Yeah. And like one and I had some friends that lived in Scroll Hill that were into graffiti. And I was like, I draw already, I'm gonna get into graffiti. So then I got into graffiti and all my graffiti friends were into hip hop. Ah. And then from hip hop it was like, hey, like let's That's fuck awesome. around, like let's yeah. start joking around and rapping. So we started joking around and rapping and this was like before YouTube and all this shit. Yeah. So it's like, how are we gonna get beats? And a friend that I knew had, like, the shitty little, like, PlayStation <laughs> MTV music generator. And he was, like, you know, trying to make oh, a beat man. with this. And, like, I started fucking with it. And I That's had a hilarious. lot of fun. Because yeah. I really liked music. And I always wanted to make music. But I lived in an apartment. And, like, my mom yeah. didn't give a shit. But I was able to get that game. So that's how I got into making beats and rapping. We were just, like, fucking around. That's from awesome, that. man. So, yeah, Mortal Kombat's the reason I that's do everything. MK, that's why I have MK this Mortal Kombat, Kombat tattoo. Have you played a new one? I, I no, quit, this like, is the I thing. Have to ask. I have not because that's the thing is people assume because of this Mortal Kombat tattoo that I'm like a huge yeah, gamer and I'm yeah. really in the, I mean I like the old games. I'll fuck with them. I don't game much anymore. It's so not time yeah, yeah. for it. But yeah, the whole reason I have this tattoo is because it's the reason that I got into everything. I feel like if you're a real adult, you really don't have you really don't have more than a couple hours to play video games. Yeah, because you're busy. But I did, I mean, not just because of that tattoo, but I assume because of the story you played it, yeah. to be honest, I don't know how much I really fuck with a new game because I don't really need a zoom in of all the organs and bones being dismantled. I, the, yeah. the original was good enough, like the first however many, that 10, 100 that they made, those were all cool with me, the fatalities were awesome, but I didn't need a zoom in picture an HD on my PS4 on a big screen. Everything is... Too much. I, it's too much for me. I'm sorry. Extremes. Like, this happens with music, with movies, with video games, yeah. everything. Everybody wants more and more and more extremes just yeah. get so crazy that every once in a while, like, people explode and it comes back down. It's like the, like, yeah. 80s hair metal movement into, like, Nirvana that crushed everything. Like, let's take it back to basics. That, like, wow. fuck all the makeup. Good example. And that's kind of, like, how shit is with video games now. Like, people were talking about how, like, uh, the, the Oculus Rift and the VR is going to be the next big thing. I yeah. think that's what's going to completely crash video games. Yeah. Yeah. And everything's going to get back to basics. Because yeah. you're pulling all of the actual aesthetics of what makes the game fun out of it it's completely gone it's like why if you're going to take time out of your day to sit down and play a video game why is because it's something that's like easy it's mind-numbing might be a little bit a little reality. bit challenging yeah but like it's something simple you can just kind of sit there and you can pick it up easy it's to figure out it's entertaining you start it's having to like yeah. strap shit on your head and have all these weird gadgets and doodads that like make things work yeah man I the amount of people that are going to give a shit it's so limited I don't. I don't feel like that's. I don't feel like any of that technology is really worth it. Yeah, you're capable, but what do you really need that like for? Like 3D TVs. Like, what do you need that for? I'm not gonna sit. What kind of dumbass? There's a dumbass somewhere, way out in suburbia, chilling on his TV with his three kids, with those dumbass sunglasses on his face, 
looking at his 3D television that's going to be obsolete in a year yeah. and a half. It, this is it's so too much consumerism. Not everything needs to be sold like it's a bag of Doritos. You know, where you're selling millions and millions and millions and millions and millions and millions, yeah, millions of things. The weird... Don't gen, just don't gen, make everything so generic. Please weird, put quality in your The shit. problem is it's just like the, the average person doesn't really think like that. Yeah. They're not behind the curtain, you know? Like, yeah. I'm someone who's like in the creative process and always putting different things out yeah. there. You're someone who's teaching and sees the way parents and children I like... I see everything. And it makes you everything. see the world through different lenses yeah. and it changes you but most people don't have that they, experience they, yeah they don't see the world like that right and that i and i'm glad you kind of said that because not to toot my own horn but i'm glad that because i've thought this way before but i never really thought that all these things were sort of true i thought it was just me being overly skeptical or critical of things thinking too much which i do a lot but after all the experiences I've had working with in the school and with kids and all these other things, dude, it's crazy. The reality of things is crazy. What's about to come to people is not so good. Not even trying to sound negative, but things are just What do you mean like what chaotic. like as these what grade do you teach? I teach second grade. Okay. And they are seven and eight years old. Some of them not. And, and this is the type that, like, every age is different. You don't understand that either. Every age is different. This is the age where they start to understand accountability. That their actions have consequences, good and bad. So they test, they test the waters. Now, when they're testing the waters, when you tested your parents or whoever you tested, you did something wrong, you got corrected quick. I know I got popped in the mouth. If something happened, if I tried to test my butt now they don't really get consequences like that because people are like i don't believe in beating my kid i don't believe in doing this to them i don't think taking away things changes them or putting the ground in them doesn't help they're doing everything but disciplining or doing everything about except for teaching them that everything you do has a consequence yeah. which now makes them understand or realize when they get to these other ages where this is a habit and they've developed it mentally where it's they can't control it because they're still a kid they don't think critically about themselves that way yet until they're, what, 12, 13? Yeah. Now you have somebody that that's just who they are. And, and you can't, it's so you hard can't to change it. do anything, and now they're going to go through, I'm like, and God knows what will happen after I'm that. so convinced that <laughs> I have this theory that everybody's born evil they, <laughs> unless you born, fucking change it. Yeah. You're born like, a blank slate. Human instincts are Animal, awful. Animalistic. Animalistic and terrible yeah unless you correct them and teach somebody how to be like a functioning person yeah. yeah because the society that we've built for ourselves is one where we try to hide all of our animalistic things you know exactly and hey, you think you think about how we act to each other now the outside of the technology and the comfort of a house or a home still animals they still act like animals they still kill each other they still treat each other that way yeah i mean it's like looking at like uh like oh somebody has like a nicer outfit than me is like comparable to yeah. like i don't know like a lion with a better mane or some bullshit <laughs> like you know that's the king of the jungle over there hey, you see man. that chain you, fuck no and then you feel all shitty about yourself like, or Aww. like or you go up and steal it yeah 
Or like, I want that chain. I'm gonna take it. Yeah. That's. I want those Jordans. That's, yeah. Those Jordans, <laughs> I wanted those last week. You beat me in line. I'm taking them now. People get shot over things. Yeah. Dumb ass things. A piece of leather with molded rubber on the bottom. I'm sorry, a piece of leather with molded, molded leather on the bottom. People will shoot you over that. The crap that's on my feet that smells, that stinks right now. Yeah. Is what somebody would shoot another person for. And this is, they're an, animals. Animals, 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 animals. People, somebody called me a misanthrope, mis, misanthrope. Yeah. Is that how you say it? Yeah. Because I always get that wrong. Somebody called me that because I, I one day I was walking down, and I'm not going to say why I thought this, but I walked down the street, and I was going to the mattress factory in the north side, and for some reason, something happened. I looked at these this group of people walking. I don't even know what they did. But I sat there, and I was like, these people are like dogs. I was like, they're acting just like dogs. They're not doing anything different than a dog does. So why are, people are just over glorified animals the only thing that they have different between them is they can talk with their mouths and they have thumbs yeah but they're still animals is that bad is that am i gonna offend somebody by saying i don't know i don't i you're probably someone who's like you're such a misanthrope i'm like huh it's it's really it's really hard because i don't think that it's really hard not to offend people yeah, in this true. era we're living in, that's a whole other conversation. Whoo! That's and that's, that's what a week long conversation. You can't get into it. You, you I, I mean, you can't because there are people that are completely justified, and then there are people who take advantage of that yep. for their yep personal gain, personal gain, and just attention and wanting to whine and complain about something. Yep. And that's and how many, especially with all the police issues going on. Oh yeah, it's not either. But think about how many people were trying to take advantage of that, especially just the fact that they just want to be knuckleheads and be violent. Yeah, and then there's those people that'll say, like, those people don't exist. You're crazy for thinking there are people You're like fool. that. You're a complete and utter fool. Yeah. You've diluted your entire thought process if you think that. Yeah, definitely. It's yeah. like, you know, I didn't grow up in the best neighborhood, and I know when people are just being assholes because yeah. they want to be assholes. Yeah. You can tell. Yeah. You can tell when you walk down the street and you see a bum ask you for change, you can tell who's a bum and who's not. I saw a group of you kids. You can tell who needs it, who doesn't. I saw a group of kids punch a homeless guy yesterday and run down the street. God. Laughing about it. God. Like, kids who were probably like 10 or 11. Like, kids. Let's see. And, and now, how far removed are we from them? Not very. Because, what, six years from now, these kids are going to be ad adults, I guess? Is that what they call 18 year olds? Yeah. They're going to be adults out in this world, and God knows what they're going to be doing. Who knows? That could be you with some brass knuckles getting punched in your face for your wallet when they turn 18. Yeah. You know? And it's funny and cute to everybody else. They're like, oh, man, they're messing with that homeless guy. Well, what happens when they start messing with you? Now it's a problem. Yeah, that's where it's... It's like that, uh... Like, the, they say, like, the, uh... The weirdo kid that, like, strangles cats when he's a kid and grows up to be a serial killer yeah yeah it's like you know the kid that's walking around punching homeless people when he's 11 <laughs> with no consequences hey man what do you think he's going to be doing I in mean, five years and what a shift just what you just said what a shift from choking cats out that i know that was just an example but choking cats out to going to hitting real people yeah there's a very vast difference between that now you're showing that you don't see people any different then you see an animal, and you're reacting. You're taking things out on them like that, and you shouldn't even treat animals that way. Sorry, Peter. <laughs> treat animals that way, but man, it's just this. It's gonna be hard because 
it's going to be responsible for everybody to take that time to put in and really put time into the community. But the sad part is, is nobody is going to do it. Is that hopeless sounding? Is that negative sounding? Yeah. I had a, but is it true? Yes. People are selfish. Oh, yeah. And they don't care until it affects them. So that's how it works. Until everybody starts to see, and it'll be too late by then, people will be having so many problems. But until they see how much it affects them, nobody's going to do anything about it. Yeah, my friend my friend Joey, who actually plays drums in both of my bands, mm -hmm. um, was we were talking about how he wishes more people would volunteer and just do things. Yeah. But it's so hard. I mean, pick up some trash in your neighborhood. Volunteer to mow somebody's yard if you have one. Take somebody's trash out. I don't know. Do something. Do something. The tiniest things. Like you can feel good. Volunteering your time makes you feel good. Does it get, do you get paid? No. Do you get anything out of it? Not really. But you'll feel good about yourself. You know, you'll feel happier. Like, okay, I gave some of myself or some of my time to another person. Because your time is the most valuable thing that you have. So for you to give it to another person or a cause or somebody... That's that yeah. should be the most gratifying thing that you can that you can think of. Yeah, I think it's you know it depends on what you what you want out of life. Yeah, that's everybody has yeah, this guess, like yeah. sort of a uh, life's too short. Is it? No, I don't know. Life is long. It's just it's short because you're busy all the time. It's short because you're ignoring all the things that you're supposed to be noticing. Isn't that crazy? Like, isn't that how it works? Or am I mistaken? No, I mean. Your life was in 75 years at minimum or at yeah, middle about, is, that's a long ass time. You know, I think about all the shit that I've done in my life over 30 years now. It's like, holy shit, I've done so much stuff. You know, yeah. I think about like, you know, 15 years ago, I had a completely different life when I was 15. Yeah. You know, I was going out every day after school and like spray painting bullshit and being like a total hooligan yeah. and now I think about like yeah. I can't imagine like a 15 year old kid doing that and it's like oh well, that's the shit I was doing when I was 15, 16 you know Amen. spray painting trains and fucking like to you taking girls in the woods and hey, bro, hey man that's docile but yeah that's now a, yeah. Yeah. hooligan now they're out here shooting each other done dead 14, 15 so but at the same time like you said man I, I don't know you 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 have to keep, like, you have to give something of yourself out here. What do you want your legacy to be? 75 years, 30 years, like you said, that's not that long of a time. You've done a ton of shit. So 75, you yeah. want something, you want to, everybody wants to be remembered for some things. So I don't think that's it? true. Really? Uh, well, maybe it's just me. I mean, that's miserable, but I don't think that's true. I don't think everybody wants to be remembered for something. I guess you're right. I, I guess that's a, that's a perception thing. I mean, I personally want to be remembered for something. Not like, I don't want a historic thing where it's going to continue on forever and ever. I don't want that garbage. Forget that. I don't care. But Maybe I just would, like remembered inside your bubble. Yeah. Like, I want, I want to Amongst be just a your regular peers, dude. family. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I, want my, I want my family, friends, when they go to my funeral or whatever, to be like, you know what? He was a good dude. That's it. Yeah. That's all I need. I think that like... A lot of people now, since everybody's so connected to the world and everything that's in, <laughs> outside of their bubble, yeah. everybody has this like really fucked up perception of what success is. Yeah, and it's like I more recently am trying to just keep it within my bubble, like maintain my level of success in my bubble, and like 
worry about my friends. I don't really have much of a family outside of my friends. Different story. And, uh, you know, just, like, make the people that are around me happy and be, like, active in my community as much as I can. My community being, like, local music and arts and things like that. And just do shit. And just be cool. Right. And be happy. Support myself and... That's... What, what what else do I need? Like, why do I need to worry about what the fuck is going on in, like, L.A. or New York or all this and shit that really becomes a burden shit. of someone who's, like, a creative person? Yeah. You can make anything happen from anywhere. That's you know? exa- That's very true. I mean, my bubble People can don't grow. It. Don't get me wrong. Let I'm hoping happen. my bubble grows. If it's meant to happen, it happens. Yeah. Let it go naturally. You don't need to force the funk, man. Just let it happen. <laughs> right? I mean, just come on. You, like but yeah man there's a there's kind of distorted about what the world is too I mean the world people think oh yeah we connected to the world no you have the internet you're on a computer you have an iPhone you're not in Mexico you're not in India you you're, don't see these things you're connected to the parts of the world that other people want you to see exactly the specifically curated things exactly you know the like perfect life that everybody's Instagram leads you to believe oh my gosh it's like how go- many cards can you pull on people their, with their Instagram and how they are in real life. Whew. I would love to do that. Sure. That's kind of vindictive, but I kind of would love to I do mean, that. I mean, like, my Instagram is like, it's, it's like pictures of me at the at the bar with pizza <laughs> or pictures <laughs> of records. <laughs> yeah. Or like, hey, I got a show. So it's pretty true. Because that's pretty much it. Either I'm playing a show or I'm working on music yeah. or I'm at the bar chilling. Yours is true to life. Mine's straight memes. I don't even take pictures of myself motherfuckers be like hey man <laughs> girls are like hey man why don't you take more selfies no why i don't need to see myself to be happy with myself i don't need how, likes to get more likes how does uh being a teacher interact with like social media is that something that's like pretty sensitive like you got to be careful about oh, shit because like Oof. honestly i mean like i feel like i see you post some goofy shit i had yeah, no idea man. you were a teacher yeah man you 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 have to tread lightly I personally, and this is going to shoot myself in the foot, but I'm not, it doesn't matter that much. I, well, I think that, like, I, I, I'm a person who's going to be him no matter what. If I think the I thing think, is like, funny, it's coming up there. Yourself as a person isn't really that bad of a person, so yeah, you could probably yeah. get away with it. You know? Yeah, like, man, I'm not. I mean, <laughs> like, I'm not out here telling people to be a goofball or do this. And not, no, 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 no. I post things. I find them entertaining. I think it's funny. You know, but you do have to tread lightly because there are places that they monitor, or they'll check it, or they'll see, or come across it one day, and they'll bring it up to you, and they'll say, "Oh, you put this on here." Or you Has that happened to you, or like anybody you know? It's ne- knock on wood. It's never happened to me. It's happened to people I've known, but they didn't really get any consequences for it. It's just kind of like, be more careful next time. Sure. You, there, there. What's unfair about being a teacher is that people want you to distort your personality to be this still this 1950s cookie cutter all i do is go to church i go home i eat dinner and then i go to sleep and i come to work and i just do everything i can well you can't talk about church school. to hop and skip around <laughs> yeah right oh yeah we get killed if i said that too <laughs> oh you just skip around in circles and throw flowers in the air Wee-hee. no it's not what life is most of the teachers that i know and other teachers that i met and teachers they're just like any other regular person they're the drunkest they party sure. the most. They do all this stuff. They're regular people. Regular people. So why can't I act like myself 
on social media or anything else, you know? Because I'm not doing anything different than I do in the building. The only thing that's different is that I'm trying to govern some kids from trying to, you know, have complete anarchy in a room. And yeah, you have to do certain things and act certain ways, but I'm just a regular dude. If the kid cusses at me, I'm not going to be mad. It doesn't hurt my feet. He's a kid. Yeah. I don't care. Like, don't say that again. You're written up. Whatever. You know, or kid throws something at me. I don't care. He's a, it doesn't hurt. Does that happen? Yeah, that's happened to me a whole bunch of times. <laughs> but it, but it's cool because they respect me and they like me. To, and they know that I care about them regardless of what type of person I am. Yeah. Teachers try so hard to put it on that front like, oh, I live this life and then I do this for a job. They try to separate them so much that it's good. It, the teachers look fake when they're in the room. Kids don't respect them. They look fake when they're outside because they're overly corny. They're so cheesy and happy. It's kind of... It's like you're not that... You can't be that happy unless your life is perfect. What's wrong with you? A lot of people are like that in general, though. I guess you're right. I think it's just more glaring because of the profession I'm in. Sure. You know? These aren't people that I interact with outside of that outside of that school building. Do you have any, like... But if I saw them, they're going to get what they're seeing while I'm talking to you right now. Ain't no, there's no difference. Do I'll you have any, any teacher friends? I do have a couple of teacher friends. We don't do much outside of there. I have teacher friends that I see out every weekend when I go out. I see her. It's I just mean, like, hey, what's up? No, man, we're cool. We talk. I, I was texting her earlier today. Yeah, we're cool. friends. We talk. We're friends because we do the same things. We feel the same way about things. But not all teachers are like that. You know, some of them have that holier than thou attitude. Some of them are just. I'm just trying to ride it out until I can retire. And then you have people like me who are middling, deciding whether they want to do it still or do something different or, what, you know. What else would you do? I was really thinking about sociology, man. And I'm also trying to do some art stuff. Like, I'm, I'm trying to get back. And that's what I really loved the most, man, was I just used to love making art. And I got away from it for a very, very long time just because of the fact that... Uh, I had other things going on. I got caught up in sports, school, blah, blah, blah. No doubt. But I'm trying to revert back to that because it's becoming something that I need to keep myself happy. Mm -hmm. You know, it keeps me relaxed. But I want to do sociology because I still want to be involved with people. I just want to be able to be on that research side. So I'm trying to come up with ways to make education better, make communities function more smoothly. you got to climb the ladder. Amen. That's it, the thing is because it's like there's only so much you could do yeah. as a teacher. But if you're somebody who instead of being responsible for a bunch of kids, you're responsible for a bunch of teachers. Yeah. Yep. Then maybe that's the person that could help make a change. Exactly. And that's exactly what I'm trying to do. I'm. Tr I'm I shouldn't really say this because of course you know biters are going to bite ideas. But I mean I'm trying to develop this right now. I'm trying to do this program where it's it's supposed to help students figure out what they want by giving them options in high school and in college and they show you what that career is like early so you can decide this isn't for me this is for me and then you have younger more experienced geared people out here ready to work and do what it is that they want to do yeah I think things arts like, everything like um I, I don't think things like like internships should be so exclusive no definitely not get people in here who are interested yeah and you'll they'll weed themselves out 
Because if they don't want to do it, they'll half-ass it, get them out of here. Or they'll quit. But the people who want to succeed and, and strive, they'll be the ones that are still there that you see working. You know uh -huh. what I mean? Like you just said. So you shouldn't half... Who cares about what degree, what your resume looks like, really? Yeah. Do you have somebody that's qualified to do the work, and can they do it the right way? Are they willing to learn? Yeah. You know? You know, I actually... You might get a kick out of this. Um, I spent uh, my 11th and 12th grade year, I would do half days, yeah. and I um, internshiped as a student teacher for art. That's nice, but... Because I was going to go to art school. I know there's a catch here. Um, <laughs> well, the catch is that my mom kicked me out when I was 17 oh, and completely oh, derailed shit. my life. Oh. We should not. I should have said, <laughs> said that. I brought up bad feelings. No, it's oh. cool. It's Sorry, cool. Fault, she knows man. how I feel. It ain't no big deal. Hey, man. All right, cool. But, um, but yeah, it was... I I never wanted to teach art, but that was, like, the only thing that the yeah. school would give me and let me do to, like, yeah. help this and, like, build my portfolio and stuff. And it was cool. You know, I liked working with kids and showing yeah. kids, like, different techniques and stuff. And I used to draw all the time. That was, like my thing yeah and then whenever yeah. i got more into music like there was a a turn that like i stopped drawing so much like i think whenever i turned like 18 and i could actually get in trouble for graffiti it stopped being as fun yeah especially yeah. when it was like fuck i'm like living on my own now and like you, you have know. responsibilities yeah you can't take that oh it, it hit me real hard you yeah. know just like i can't do this anymore yeah. and then like i just got into making music and eventually fell out of drawing where now I don't I barely draw at all now but I want to get back into it it's the time hey man that's the thing is drawing takes so much time it, it takes it takes patience like if you're trying to create like create like original things that people haven't seen you really have to sit and it takes it more, takes thinking more than anything it takes passion yeah you have to really love it yeah I mean I guess anything creative you could say that yeah but it's I find personally with art, like with music, even if I don't want to necessarily make something, I'm kind of forcing myself to make something, yeah. something will still be there. Oh, absolutely. You know, it might, it's going to be there. There will be a skeleton. Yeah. But like, I mean, I can like just look at a blank piece of paper and I'll have nothing. Or maybe like some start like of an outline, yeah. like pencil. It's like nothing. It takes like, an, there's going to be an, an extra level of you really want to, bring something from your brain onto the paper it, you just gotta let that mind like it's crazy too you, like I love that looking at that blank piece of paper I'll sit there and I'll come up with something because I just let like my mind is like a can there are things you can't do you can't get out as soon as I open I let that open man it's it's so much fun man one of my this dude he might not know it Matt Gondek he's a mentor of mine okay he he's a great artist man he does things He's more commonly like known right now for his exploding Homer face. Like yeah, he has yeah. a Homer Simpson face that just explodes. But he'll sit there, and there are times where he'll be at a live event, and he has what an hour or half hour to draw something, and he'll do it, and he'll do it right in front. Of, he did it live in front of everybody on the screen, and that was that blew my mind. I was like, man, you know what? That right there takes that's creativity, that's passion right there, because. To be able to bring something like that in front of, you know, 80-something people and have it be dope where people want to spend $250 on it? Yeah. Come on, man. That's that's amazing. Yeah. That takes a lot of talent. Same with music. Like, it takes a lot of skill to transpose a thought 
into a sound that somebody can identify with that gets them through their day or that they just <laughs> start nodding their head. Yeah. It's amazing, man. Art is amazing. Period. Life is amazing. Life if, you, is, if you want it to be. Life is amazing. Life is not simple. No. But it's amazing. It's not, but... It's complex. I sometimes wish that I could... It, very loosely, I wish I could live that simple life of like that. I have my bullshit nine to five, and then like, cool, I <laughs> hey. can come home. Yeah, I'll just watch the movies, or like, I'll just play a video game, and I'll just go back to work the next day, and then on the weekend, fuck it, partying. Think about the experiences that you're really missing, though, because all that shit but is temporary. The, but a lot of those people don't realize that. Like, they don't. Yeah. I mean, it's like now that I've been behind the curtain, I yeah. can't. I can't. It's like now that I've been on the stage, I can't sit in the audience again. You know what I mean? Now that you got, it's like it? I never want to. I don't. I, it's like I, I want to be on the stage every time. Was it? What the fuck? How did I forget this? Oh, well, was it when Dorothy got to Oz? She finally gets there, and look, the funniest part of the movie, she looks behind the curtain, and she finds out some guy with a voice mic. Yeah. But that's going to be life for a lot of these people because they're going to get there. They're going to get to the end of their life and be like, what did I see? What did I do? What did I... It was all a facade. It was all fake. It was phony. You didn't take in the experience. You know, you didn't take the road. You didn't take the experience of going through Oz and going through all these trials and tribulations. I mean, I don't know what you're talking about. You like, know, a lot of people... I went to Myrtle that. Beach. <laughs> <laughs> I had hey, an experience. If you, if you ain't have ever been to Outer Banks, <laughs> you don't know, Dick. How many t-shirts have I seen of that? <laughs> Oh man, you never been to Primanti's? Oh yeah. You ever had a sauerkraut on your sandwich? <laughs> like that's an experience for some people, which is cool, but this world is too big, this universe is too big for you to be living in this pigeonhole life where nine to five is what you do and you come home and you Dude, think about other things. Go That's like ignorance is bliss. Yeah, it you know? really it really must be. Sometimes I'm like, man, I really wish I was dumb as a fucking stump and didn't know anything. Yeah. Because life would be so much simpler. And then right after I think that, I'm like, but if I did, how boring would my life be? What would I yeah. be able to tell tell myself when I'm on my deathbed? Like, all I did was go to work, go home, <laughs> go to sleep, paperwork, do the same thing but for if, 60 years. If you never give a shit, then you don't give a shit. Hey, man, I don't. You ever, you ever see Garden State? I've never seen Garden State. Oh, okay. I feel ignorant for it. Man. No, it's fine. There's just, like, a line in this mo in the movie on the, the one dude's, like, I'm okay with being unimpressive. I sleep better, or something like that. And it's just—I mean, it's true. That shit's like wrong with me for a long time. Like, damn. Like, I'm totally not okay with being unimpressive. Like, I want to be impressive to every motherfucker I meet. See, but that's but the I thing. definitely don't sleep well. <laughs> so it's hey, like, man, listen. If you get more than six hours of sleep a night, you're doing better than me. Nah. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I, just I average that five or six if I'm lucky. You That's know, but you're a thinker. You must be a night person. I'm just a. You come alive at night. I mean, I fucking I'm I'm at work all day. You know, I mean, my work, my yeah. job's fairly creative, but I'm doing creative things for other people. Yeah, it's yeah. not creative for my own gain. So it's like, I gotta do that all day, and try not to be burned out to still work on my own projects when I get off work. That has to be difficult too, especially because you have to tap into your own your own creative will to give it yeah. to somebody else you know especially if they don't fuck with it then you got to do it over again and over again until they like it yeah you know or they'll pull out go somewhere else you know that takes a lot that's a lot of effort that has to be stressful you know it's it's people are, are really undermine how much 
like mentally stressful jobs take away out of out of you mm -hmm. just your energy level because you come back at home you're just like oh all i want to do is sit on my couch and just yo smoke weed and eat a ton of cheetos <laughs> <laughs> just watch you know cartoons all day but you can't do you can't really do that you gotta For get sure. up get out and get something yeah outcast taught you that way back in 1990 whatever that year it was 98 so the fuck are they gonna put out a new album it's supposed to be coming soon three stacks three stacks is putting out an album that's all i need but an outcast album I'm willing to forget Idlewild I, if I hear that they did. <laughs> <laughs> they did I, all right, I forgot about Idlewild a Yo, long time ago. Hey, man. Don't even talk about it. I've, I've never I'm even so, seen the movie. I, I, I just, just want to hear Andre's, and I just want to hear their take on music over the past decade. Because how long's it been? Idlewild's like 10 years old almost, isn't it? Man. That was like 2005 or 6. 2006, yeah. 2006. It was a stinker-ass soundtrack. I, I had it on bootleg. I even was. I threw so, it I mean, like, I mean, let's just say, like, okay, like, Speaker Box Love Below. Let's count that as the last. And then th that's not even an Outcast album, really, because it's, it's all separate. split up. It's separate. They had a feature. Each of them had so a feature. So, what? Was on that one what was song. before that? Stankonia? Was that before Stankonia that? Stankonia was the last one, 1998. And then before that was um, Aquemini, my personal favorite. And then before that was AT Aliens, and then um, Southern Playlistic Cadillac yeah. Boogie Music. So, we're talking like the last real because even Idlewild doesn't God. count because since it was for a movie, I think there was too much. Yeah, it got it got too planned and kind of were, like organized yeah. to fit a structure. It wasn't good. So there hasn't been a real Outcast album since 1998. Yeah, that's like 17 years, dude. I and they, I just, I want to hear like their take with all of like the advancements in technology and how they've probably grown some i guarantee you they've been working on stuff the last song that i recall them putting out together was on ugk the international players anthem was the last album that they both had a verse on together but outside of that they had some like some features i guess maybe but nothing substantial i want to see that they went on tour this kind of shows you where they're at though because Big Boy said in an interview, it was three stacks that said in an interview, 3,000, he was like, they went on a tour two years ago, like, they're doing Coachella and all that stuff. And he said, pretty much, uh, he only did it for the money, to get paid. That's the only reason they did it. Big Boy convinced him to go into it. That sucks. So if that doesn't tell you something, we might not never see another Outkast album. Hold on to hope, man, because... I mean, who knows? I mean, they, like... Oh, they're my favorite group. Miss Jackson... I think that Miss Jackson. I mean, the the problem with Outcast is that I think that they probably you get into this bubble creatively, like, creatively. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> creatively, creatively. Where I mean, how do you follow up what you're doing? Yeah. Like how? Yeah. Like what do you like? You get to stress the fuck out. That's like Dave Chappelle. How much? Like, I mean, but like, look at him. I mean, we still quote, "I'm Rick James, bitch. Fuck your couch." <laughs> How many people like, say that shit a day? That's classic shit. It's like, what do I do now? Exactly. And with, with them, too, I think it also has to do with them being two different people, you know. Creatively, they they might have just naturally separated different yeah. ways. But they're not the same person. So one might want it to sound this way. One wants it to sound the other way. They can't get that shit to mesh. How many groups are like that? Tribe Called Quest is like that. They had personal stuff, but... 
I mean, all these groups are like this, man. Just who knows? I don't know. I can't. I, I, I guess I I, I'd outcast. rather no Outcast album than a bad Outcast album. Yeah, yeah. Like that's. The I thing. would. I would. I would love to hear them try, at least. I mean, I think that would be great on their part. I hope that they can, you know, maybe hear me talking through the window. Because <laughs> I, I need an Outcast album. I, I don't know. I don't know how to take it. I thought Love Below was cool. Speaker Box was classic. I, I, I like them both. Love Below really grew on me as I got older. Like, you know, like, you know, I got tired of Hey Y'all just like everybody else. Prototype? What else? Pink and Blue? Dracula's Wedding? God, my gosh. Roses? Yeah. Wow, Roses was so on point. I used to date a girl. I swore, I swore up and down that that song was about her, <laughs> but it wasn't. I just wanted to feel like I could identify with the song. I was yeah, like, yeah, this is her. But yeah, man, I don't know. It's rap is not the same. Hip hop is not the same. But you I can't. Mean, you, it, can, you have so, to move with the art. You can't. You have to take I, it for what it is. Yeah, it's fun. so weird. It's, it's there's, fun now. You know, there's gonna be people that want to hold on to this old this dream of like the old school boom bap, the boom bap. I need that real hip hop shit. And like, real hip hop shit. That's cool. But I thought that like, for me, I've always viewed hip hop as counterculture music. Yep. Something that is going against the grain, pushing buttons, pushing the envelope, trying to stay outside of the mainstream. Constantly but changing. And constantly growing and developing. Yep. At some point it's stuck and it became the mainstream, and that's what everybody became cool with. Yeah. And then yeah. it's like, well, that's, like, that's too weird to be hip hop. And it's like, maybe you're too boring to be hip hop. Yeah. Yeah. For thank you. You know, like for real, you you have to if you really understand hip hop, you really appreciate that music and what it's for, what it's based off of. If you know the history, you're fine with hip hop right now, rap music. Yeah, they're talking about knucklehead things, they're doing dumb things in their video. But this music is meant for people to enjoy, which is where it started in the first place. Yeah. It was just a <laughs> DJ up there playing shit. Like, listen. Bringing like, the cool parts of the songs back. That's an MC up there just making the crowd rock. I'm sure people talk it's about, fun. like, it's how, fun. like, it's words are that. stupid. Let's, like, let's go go back to fucking Rapper's Delight. Yeah. Tell me oh, how... Or like, hip, hop, <laughs> a hip, a hip, it's a hip, hip. It's he bullshit. didn't even say a real word for the whole first stanza. What That's, are you saying? <laughs> Hippie to the hip hip hop. Making history. And he made a classic yeah. with that. And those guys were delivery men for a pe one of the guys was wearing in that video was wearing his delivery man shirt for the pizza shop he worked for. With with flour on it still. Like he was delivering pizzas. You what do you That's where it came from and you guys are picking splitting hairs over how it's not man, I miss that old real shit, that boom bop real lyrics. What are real lyrics? I mean other rappers just said it in a more articulate way. They're saying the same damn thing almost. You can't almost say sometimes. anything that hasn't already been said. No. It's impossible. Kendrick Lamar, though. You heard that new album? He did say something <laughs> that a lot of people haven't said. Oh, wait. Never mind. NWA said it. Public Enemy said it. <laughs> but he said it in a different way. And now one's like, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. That real shit. Nah, man. We've heard it before. It just sounds different to you because you haven't heard it yet. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, you're listening. That's the weird thing about hip-hop and to me, hip hop is like pop music now, essentially. Yeah. I mean, you got basically Kendrick's in the fucking Taylor Swift video. Yeah. 
All right. Oh, don't, oh. don't talk to me about hip hop not being pop music, motherfucker. I felt, I felt very, <laughs> very queasy right there. <laughs> but I mean, that doesn't take away from his talents or anything no. like that. It's just that, you know, if something is, you know, a year old, it's old. People don't want to hear it. So there aren't people that are young going mm. back and listening to NWA outside of the like nostalgic irony of buying a $35 NWA yeah. t-shirt yep. at Urban Outfitters. You know what else kind of makes me upset? And people bring these these goofy rappers, these bad examples of rappers up like Iggy Azalea and all these cornballs that really have no place in this culture, but they're there. But people clown and make fun of people or say, oh, this... Especially, particularly, like black people will say, "Oh man, they don't need." But this is our music. This is our music. Is it your music? Yeah. Is it yours? This is something I've been talking about. Like, okay, because like, your get... music is the most popular now, so it's for everyone. Yeah. Isn't that not what you made it for? And we're gonna get and like I'll get into like kind of like a black white thing when it comes to like the stereotype of the white rapper. Yeah. There have been white rappers since the early 80s before yeah. there have been yeah. white rappers maybe not like as big that you didn't know before but they have Ice. been there yeah they have been there and they have always been there i understand that like you know hip-hop comes from the black culture yeah. but to still stereotype the white rapper in 2015 is You're stupid stupid we got machine gun kelly you got yellow wolf we got still have Eminem yeah. who nobody's gonna respect because they feel like he ran out of stuff to talk about but this dude has been the best rapper he he still has the most he sold the most albums there's not one person in here that can't tell me in this earth that can't tell me that Marshall Mathers LP and Slim Shady LP and fucking Encore all these albums didn't matter to them at some point you know hi my name is yeah. if I walk up to you and say a rando on the street I say hi my name is finish the lyric the real Slim Shady, they're going to say it. Yeah. So, don't discount what they would can do for the culture, because if anything, Eminem, he's a white rapper. He brought he broadened this audience across the world. Not single-handedly, but he definitely helped. So, you got, I mean, is it yours really now? Art is going to go where it goes. Yeah. You know, it's going to flow out there. But I just can't stand when people say, oh, that's our music, that's our music. But... Now you're doing the exact you're doing the exact thing that you're talking about not doing or that you don't want. Yeah. You know, you don't want separation, you don't want segregation, but now you're trying to segregate this from that because you just be like, "Oh man, now they're they're making money off it. We can't have that." That's stupidity. That's foolishness. It's like that business makes money because they sell sandwiches. So I'm going to sell sandwiches too, but they can't sell these sandwiches because, you know, ours look cooler. That doesn't make any sense. Nigga, if the shit's selling, I'm selling it. <laughs> you know? Sure. Does that make sense? I mean, I feel yeah. like I'm talking like a knucklehead. No. <laughs> it's it's just, hard, you know. It's everybody wants something to be theirs. Like this is our thing. Yeah. And, yeah. You know, I have never really felt it's weird, you know. I don't I've never felt like a part of the local hip hop community. Yeah. Um I That's hard to do since I've never considered the music that I make to be hip hop. Yeah. I try very hard. I mean, it's it is. But it's like I'm always like walking on eggshells when yeah. I tell people that like, "Hey, I make hip hop music." Cuz everybody has this And like, they go like they have they have I mean, reaction especially on like nowadays to tell people that you make hip hop like, "Oh yeah, I make beats or I rap." Is like, "Oh, really? Cool. Yeah, like word." It's like an anybody can do it type yeah. reaction. And it's hard. 
but it's definitely hard. Man. I don't know, man. It's definitely hard to do. It's not. It's not an easy craft. I mean, if anything, people should be proud of the fact, especially black people. They should be proud of the fact that they began this. They started this, and it originated with them. And it's broadened out way beyond it, the limits of just in Brooklyn. Yeah. You know, inside of a club. Blondie was the first, one of the first freaking rappers to rap on a track that was white. She was a girl, a woman. Yeah. And that's a classic track. You, you got, be happy that y'all started this. You don't, you can't say, oh, it's not, it's ours, it's ours. It's not. You, you did exactly what you wanted it to do. You know, your counterculture, now your counterculture is popular. Yeah. So, and then, so what? But then, then, yeah, so then I think that if you want to be one of those, like, hardcore hip-hop heads and, like, stick to the counterculture, I think that you need to be more accepting of shit that's maybe a little bit weird or outside the grain. Oh, man. You don't gotta fuck with it. You don't gotta like it. Like, you can... You should be checking out Chief Keef just because of the fact that he's talking about things that people don't want to hear. But he's talking about reality in a place. Sure. Or fucking him. listen to Death Grips and like yeah. really like check out Death look, Grips. Like read their lyrics. Yeah, <laughs> hey man, it's like they might pass out after fucking verse. like, like the fucks he say like the shit about like uh drilling a hole into his skull yeah. so he can feel the breeze he, and stuff hey like that. Man. Like what the fuck? He says some of the <laughs> wildest stuff, but I but, love. I, but it's that's counterculture. Uh, and that's uh, an animate sensation. Like, the last line of the song is, yeah. like, I like my iPod more than fucking. <laughs> it's so, like, real. Like, it's so <laughs> funny, but it's so, like, he, he's, a good way to, like, sum up. He definitely was preaching with that. Yeah. I, I, I can't even run off lyrics. I just know that. <laughs> Don't get me started on lyric runoff, because I'll just be sitting here spouting things. All right, so, me. actually, we should, we should wrap this up. This oh, is, my fault. My no, fault. it's cool. I normally don't go this long, but this has been good, so I'm just rolling with it. You're just talking, man. Yeah, we're just talking, just talking shit. But, okay, so this is what I'm going to end this on, okay? What up? Bring it to me. Have you ever... Oh, no. Or have you ever wanted to... Oh, no. Rap. Have I ever, and have I ever wanted to... Fun fact, yes, I have tried to rap. Have I ever wanted to rap? Yes, I most certainly have. I could not be a real fan of the music if I didn't. Exactly. Have I tried it? Yeah. I don't know how my voice sounds. It sounds weird to me. Am I that good at rapping? Off the top of my head, hell no. No. I can't wrote it down, it'd be cool, I guess, but it's it's hard. It's a hard thing to do. You know, but I definitely have thought about both of those. I always would be acting like I'm in the videos. I still do that when I dance and shit too. <laughs> I'll be in the club dancing like I'm like I'm the one popping bottles. Meanwhile, yeah. you know, I'm in the lower section. Sure, the sure. Five dollar sure. section. Everybody else on VIP is kinda of sprinkling their Ciroc on me. I'm uh -huh. like, Hey This is what it's like <laughs> But you know, either way, I definitely thought about it. That's wow. I never had anybody ask me that. No. Interesting. Like so you just kind of tried it out and it wasn't for you? Yeah, or man. Did you have, like, friends that rapped or anything like that? Yeah, one of my best friends ever, man. We're, like, brothers. Tight, tight, tight. We've known each other since we were seven years old. He he used to have, like, a little laptop, and he had, like, a music program. He would just be messing around, making beats and stuff. And we, it was really crappy sounds. Like, yeah, real shitty sounds. And we would play around with it and try to make beats and everything, and we'd hear one that sounded okay. And he would, while I was gone, because I didn't see him until the weekends, 
while he was gone, he would rap over the beat, and I'd hear the verse. I'm like, man, let me try that. So I would try a few times, and some of them were cool, and some of them were... I hope they don't come back <laughs> in history. They're somewhere on a computer, somewhere. I don't know where it is. Hopefully that computer's launched out into the uh, stratosphere. Man, I'm so glad that my early rapping... Yeah. Because I still good? have all of it. It was actually good? No, I mean, it sounds like, like the confidence and delivery isn't there. Like, it sounds like I'm, like, recording in my room uh -huh, and not trying to have uh -huh. my mom hear me. Getting jiggy with it. But, yeah, I mean, the, thing, that, the no. thing that's fortunate <laughs> is that all the songs were goofy. Like, we had, song, like, a song called Big Fat Titties. <laughs> hey. You know? So you gotta start like, somewhere. So, like, start somewhere. at least it wasn't, like, me, like, trying to be, like, all, like, serious but sounding real dumb. It was hey, like, man. I'm the next Eminem, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Clap your hands. Yeah, no, I uh, I had no idea about um, like real, like super like underground hip hop yeah. until uh, somebody was like, "Here's Aesop Rock," and wow. I was like, yeah. speechless. Yeah, he he had because that's like that's like as far as like a uh, like grammatic hip hop goes, that's like top tier. Yeah, you. And him, until, Sage like, Francis, and there's a whole bunch of other. Hey, I mean, Nick, you could spit off like fucking yeah, like, oh, Slug easy, and easy. all those dudes. But Tech it's Nine just, was my Tech Nine was my dude back way back. Not his newer stuff. I don't care about that. But back then, Tech Nine was the man. But um, yeah, I don't know. You know, I just kind of I think I lucked out that the early stuff was goofy, and then yeah. but like I eventually, like I found a voice, you know, and I I got like really good at writing goofy songs and like sculpting songs they were still yeah. songs like, we're still putting a lot of work into them once we got better it's a craft like we made two albums two full albums that's awesome though like of that's shit awesome. you know and over the time that was like i was producing everything i was making all the beats i was recording yeah. everything i learned all this shit and then i heard aesop rock and i was like oh maybe yeah. maybe i'll like try to rap for real but, like i'm not this smart but like maybe i'll just like write about my feelings and stuff and but then, you it started to come out. Everyone has to start somewhere. Yeah. You know? That's awesome, man. That's a cool that's a cool starting point. But it's all I also uh can understand not wanting to maybe like you can appreciate something but not want to be a part of it. Yeah. I have this problem where if I see something and I'm into it, I wanna do it. Like me and my friends, we made a movie in high school because I was really into movies, so like <laughs> made a movie with like camcorders. It's probably fun. Uh like you know, I was like, I wanna like make I want a t-shirt like okay let's design our band's t-shirt so i'm like drawing t-shirts oh and gosh, how are we gonna do these hard. how do you make a t-shirt you screen print them okay i'm gonna learn how to screen print so i did that but you know all these skills yeah so I'm but gonna all these skills. um you know there's a, the one thing that i will never do is i love stand-up comedy but i oh, don't want to get involved rough. in it that's rough that's a rough rough trade to get in i got friends i got luckily i have three friends who are all stand-up comedians all of them funny, but it's rough out here, man. Making people laugh is not what you think. You can't just stand up there and talk like we're talking. I'll make you laugh. No, oh no, especially because they want you to make them laugh. So now they're thinking of how is this funny? Oh yeah, everybody's so disconnected, and they're taking time out of their important life to sit down for with you. Yeah, and now, now all of a sudden, just like you're responsible laugh. for their their good time. Yeah. No, I'm not. So. I that's can understand right maybe not wanting to rap, maybe just appreciating yeah. the craft, but like that's and that's the thing is I always love the music so so much, but you gotta recognize real man, you don't got the skills, you don't got the skills. 
I'm not gonna go out there and make a clown out of myself. When's the last all the time, time you tried to rap? The last time I tried, probably last week. <laughs> <laughs> like for real, I'll be at home. I'll li I'll hear stuff. Do you like write rap. stuff or like? No, I just go off just the like top fuck of my head. Yeah, yeah, I just fuck around, go off the top of my head and freestyle. I'll be in the shower. I'll hear a beat this hard because I can't hear the lyrics while I'm in the shower. I hear the beat and I'm just feeling it, and I'll just start trying to rap or something. Sometimes it's good, sometimes it sucks. It, you know, it's just for fun. It's cool to do, but it's not something that I would want to do to present as an art form. Like this is what I made. Yeah. Nah. It's not really, that's not my lane. It's not that what I'm good at. If I had to do it for, like, had to do it, it'd be a little too much for me. I'd get, I'd hate it. I'd start to hate it. No that's doubt. my, that's my most, that's my biggest fear is starting to hate something that I really enjoy. Like art, like drawing. That's why I went away from it for so long because I felt like I was starting to hate it. But now I like it again. Or so, teaching. Yeah, teaching. I thought I liked it. I'm starting to hate it. But maybe I'll come back to it later. Who knows? Or that. That girlfriend that you were dating for a year and a half, and then you move in together Ooh. to bring the conversation Ooh. full circle, Ooh. right? That's and cut, <laughs> and cut scene. You know what I'm saying? Like that's just hey, man. when you get too. Where's my dressing room? When you get too involved in something, you know, it's easy to do, man. Yeah, you you put your heart. You want to put your heart and your all into things, and sometimes you do, and sometimes it's misplaced. But that's part of the learning experience and being a, a human being. You put your you put your passion into something, you get dejected sometimes. Sometimes it works out. Who knows? No doubt. You know. Well, hey, thanks for coming over, dude. Absolutely, thank you for having me, man. I love this love was coming a, out. This was a dope talk. Yeah, man, I really enjoyed it, dude. For real. Normally, it was, like it was a good time. Normally, my episodes are about an hour. We're at like 106 minutes. I don't even think I'm gonna cut it down. Oh, it's all shit, good, dude. That's holy shit. Yeah. It's 10 o'clock. Yeah. Damn, I didn't even. I, was, we just, I thought we were just having a conversation. Like, for real, that was that was a long. Yeah, this was almost two hours. But I think I'm gonna leave it. That's cool, man. Shout out to Fresh Band, RB, Penny Candy Crew. I hope everybody's listening. Michaela, she's the next up. That's my little sister. D Kinzel, Marge Jackson, DJ X4, my mother, my father, most especially Mr. Sykes, Brian Howe. You can cut all that shit out, but I just you know this like is like uh. Here. Everybody I love, if I forgot you, I'm so sorry, but I appreciate the time. This is man, the, the 55th conversation I've recorded with the 55th different person. And wow. you are the first person to ever give a shout out to people at the end of an episode. Hey, man. I'm which says a lot about your character. No doubt. Thanks, man. I appreciate that. <laughs> oh, shout out to I Am Yuri, too, man. He's, he's dope. Uh, everybody, if I forgot, man, I feel bad. But, I mean, most importantly, my parents and most especially... You, my friend, Brian. I oh. appreciate that, dude. Sykes. Thank you. I thank you for having me, man. It was a pleasure. All right, this was dope, and we will cut. And that is all, folks. Thanks so much for sticking around. Hope you enjoyed the conversation. Tim's a good dude. Awesome talk. Awesome times. If you made it all the way through this whole, like, two hours, props to you. Thank you for sticking around. Uh, and yeah, that's about all I have to say. You know, I will be back next week with another episode. Same time, same place, same channel. I am Sykes. Start the beat. 2015. Woo! Woo! Thanks for listening.